Welcome everyone to CDO Magazine series of one-on-one interviews with CDOs, data leaders, and key influencers. I'm your host, Robert Lutton, Vice President of Sandhill Consultants. I'm coming to you today from Toronto, Canada. Working with the CDO Magazine today, I have the pleasure of introducing Alif Tutup. Alif is the VP of Product at AtScale, whose company's solution offer a consolidated view of data access across the organization. Welcome, Alif. Welcome, Robert. It's great to be here. It is a pleasure. Now, uh, before we begin, can we kind of have a little bit of a background about your role at AtScale and what does AtScale offer for its clients? Yeah, sure. I will be happy to do that. So my role, as you mentioned, uh, to run the product organization. Uh, so we are at the age of uh, really changing the paradigm of how uh, cloud analytics is done. Uh, so when it comes to what Xscale provides, uh, uh, Xscale is a universal semantic layer platform. Uh, so to explain what is a semantic layer and its value for cloud analytics, I, I'm going to use an analogy uh, with gravity. Sure. Uh, so, so far uh, within the data and analytics space, we have seen two major gravity shifts. The first one was the data gravity, uh, right? All of the on-prem data moving to, to cloud to be centralized on the cloud data warehouses. Yeah. And the second uh, gravity shift that we have seen is the inside gravity. And that is all about, you know, droning uh, to multiple BI and AI tools. Like, as you know, Robert, there is no organization that uses one BI tool, right? No, no there is a plethora of uh, BI tools out there. Yeah. So, in fact, I think on average, like organizations use four or more BI and AI tools. So um, what we are seeing now is the third gravity shift. And I'm calling that third gravity shift is the knowledge gravity. Um, then, and then that knowledge gravity sits in between the data gravity and insight gravity. And this is where you actually transform your data and make it business ready. Uh, so that is where the semantic layer sits. And that is where the organizations define all of their business logic and transformations and metric definitions uh, so that all of the BI and AI consumption can happen from the same place, providing single version of truth. Single version of truth is definitely what a lot of organizations are after. Uh, and, and just for our listeners, uh, today we'll be exploring a couple of different topics around that skill. The first was analytic mesh, which, uh, you know, Leaf had talked about and its impact on the analytics architecture. Uh, then we'll head into the Gen AI and its potential to significantly transform the landscape of business intelligence. And then finally, we'll end up with the role of data analytics and their personas and how they're evolving rapidly. So with that, Alif, we've got quite an agenda for us. Uh, if we can dive right in uh, from your point of view, given the distributed nature you just talked about of analytics architecture. And in the context of data mesh, from your point of view, how do the different analytics mesh frameworks facilitate seamless scalability and integration across a decentralized data team? Yeah, I, great question. And I love how you framed it, uh, Robert, in terms of the distributed nature of analytics uh, architecture. Um, um, and I think in addition to kind of mentioning scalability and integration, it is also important to sub, uh, to mention the agility and governance. Um, yes. So 
And when it comes to governance, like we have seen two different approaches. And and when I talk to our customers and prospects, that is, you know, a, a very big topic that I talk to. Uh, so the first approach has been uh, having a this uh, centralized data and analytics team, so that you know they typically focus on implementing governance measures and definitions. And we have seen the disadvantage of that approach because they create a bottleneck and with the speed of the business, you know, they are not able to produce the analytics product with the speed of the business. Right. And then we have seen the second approach uh, that involves the centralized uh, analytics teams, as you said, and that they also have their advantage, but their disadvantages, you know, then the decentralized teams, they create unnecessary copies of data extracts. You don't want to have a data extract, especially if you have the data gravity in cloud. And also like inconsistent definitions of metrics. So like from my perspective, to really provide this agility and governance um, and integration, we need to kind of come up with a new approach to governance. And what I call that as the hub and spoke approach. Right. And Hub and spoke approach kind of takes the advantage of both a central governance, but ultimately it creates a federated governance, enabling the business units um, to be able to more easily uh, work with data to create their analytics products. Uh, certainly a, uh, an evolving uh, viewpoint, and we appreciate your knowledge on that. If we go a little bit further and look at you know uh, strategies or technologies, what would you recommend an organization uh, to look at adopting uh, to ensure their, their data analytics components can effectively communicate and share insights while maintaining the governance, uh, the data governance you just mentioned. Yeah, so the strategies, and I'm super excited about this, is is I'm calling that strategy an analytics mesh strategy. Um, so uh, maybe let me first explain what I mean by analytics sure. mesh. So I think so far we have seen, you know, most of the listeners know the concept of data mesh, right? Yep. It's all about enabling the uh, the business domains with the ownership of the data. So, um, but so far we have been talking about data products and data mesh. And for me, um, we have to start thinking about analytics products as well, because ultimately analytics products where the insights happen, and this is where you consume, the business users consume that. So that's why um, I'm talking about more analytics products for organization as a strategy. And then analytics mesh is very similar to the data mesh framework, right? right. Uh, but analytics mesh, it provides composable semantic objects or composable business definitions of data. Uh, so think that, you know, um, a customer definition, right? There has to be one customer definition. There has to be one sales definition uh, right. that every business unit can use. But in the meantime, you know, the business need agility. And for a time to period, maybe the definition of a customer churn needs to change. And that's okay for a business unit to change that as long as those objects become composable and reusable and versionable where you can still track you know what version of customer churn that object is being used so analytics mesh is a framework of all those composable semantic objects that the business units can actually come reuse and then put them together so robert it's like having a, a lego building blocks right uh, yeah so like you know, since I was a kid, I've been a big Lego fan. It's not like they are colorful building blocks, but they really help me to become creative and innovative. And since I've been, you know, in the data analytics space with my career, like I've been always my patient, I'm patient about enabling the business units users to innovate with data. Uh, so, and, you know, I've been dreaming about having this concept of like 
composable semantic definitions that can you can put together so that ultimately you can build uh, new analytics products with governance in place. And the analytics mesh really enables that. I think you're talking uh, uh, about a lot of key areas that clients are interested in. How do they get that analytics uh, into the business hands uh, while maintaining governance and easy to use? Uh, if I can ask, in your opinion, uh, what best practices and tools, and again, feel free to leverage your own tool here, uh, what tools can be employed to maintain these robust governance and compliance standards within the analytics mesh frameworks? Yeah, that's that's great. Um, so to answer the question, I want to kind of again go back to Lego. Um, sure. You know, just, uh, Lego comes from a Danish phrase of uh, let go. I, I mean, I'm not pronouncing it right, probably, but in Danish it means uh, play well. So, like the whole idea about analytics mesh is to let the users to play well with data, but in governance. So. And when it comes to tools and best practices to achieve that, um, I think we should really be thinking about versioning and really approaching these composable semantic objects as code. So analytics mesh um, with a universal semantic layer should be able to apply those object-oriented uh, framework to these objects where each object, um, like a metric sales or a churn or customer dimension, they become all modular and 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 you really apply the best practice of software development uh, into those you know objects where they become versionable. Um, you know they are modular. They are reusable. Um, they have the CI/CD integration and workflow management. So I think that those are the you know tools and the best practices that you need to think about to create that analytics mesh. And of course, um, you need to have a technology to enable that analytics mesh. And that is where the universal semantic layer, like its scale, comes in place, providing that type of federated governance uh, with a high-speed, you know, cloud-optimized uh, uh, analytics consumption. So last question on the analytics mesh and, and feel free to kind of point uh, our listeners into an area where they can find more information not on this. But uh, analytics mesh represents obviously a paradigm shift. You mentioned this, uh, the gigantic shift or technology shift you mentioned in the uh, analytics architecture. What challenges do you see that data and analytics technical professionals are going to encounter as a tradition, as a transition to a federated analytics product-focused architecture like Analytics Mesh. Yeah, uh, great question. So I think like a um, couple of challenges that I'm I'm seeing, and then they are able to resolve that, you know, with the technology, um, is number one, the users they would like to use the the tool of their choice. Uh, so like if you're a finance users, you want to analyze your data in Excel to get the job done. But if you are a marketing user, you may want to use Tableau or Click. Uh, so, um, so that is the number one challenge, like that universal semantic layer should provide that seamless integration to all of the BI and AI tools. Uh, and that's so that that analytics mesh can be opened up uh, for all of the consumption. So that is on the on the consumption side. But in the meantime, you know, you, you have personas, data personas who are creating that knowledge gravity, the content of those composable semantic objects. And that is where I see the challenge, you know, from the persona perspective, they want to use their way of developing. And that could be a code base or it can be a graphical user interface non-code. So the technology really should welcome all of these types of 
preferences for the data personas, how they want to create the analytics product. So I would say that those are the two challenges and really the technology should welcome them and then provide the user experience where they just let them to use the way of doing it or using the tool of choice to get the job done. And, you know, uh, from uh, from your point of view, from AtScale's point of view, uh, AtScale has a solution that can address those challenges, yes? Yeah, that's that's correct. Uh, so with AtScale, uh, we welcome BI personas because we have a graphical user interface. Now we are use, uh, working on uh, AtScale markup language that we are going to release end of this year so that all the analytics personas can start creating analytics meshes and composable semantic objects. And you know, day one, uh, we have built at scale uh, with the intent of you know that seamless BI integration. In fact, we are the only one in the market who can provide you know the same all up like capabilities uh, with uh, SSAS uh, like Microsoft uh, 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 SSAS solution, uh, yeah. so that we are now you know providing that all up like analysis on top of cloud data. By leaving the data at the cloud, we are not extracting data, uh, but then we still provide the same, you know, all-up multi-dimension analysis at scale. On behalf of the CD Magazine, uh, we'd really uh, appreciate you taking your time to provide your insights on these topics. Uh, we certainly hope we're going to get the chance to have you come back and uh, share your expertise and our knowledge uh, with our community again. Thanks very much indeed. Yeah, thank you very much, Robert. Uh, for our listeners, uh, please visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. Thank you.